Hello, and welcome to Breakthrough with Tamara Trotter. This podcast is about mental health and how, despite our diagnosis, we thrive anyway. Today, I wanted to talk to you about how a single event can cause you to fall into an episode of depression. You are likely aware that a couple days ago, all-star legend, Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, along with seven other passengers, were tragically killed in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. I have played basketball since the age of seven. I played in elementary school and high school and also played on the collegiate level until I suffered a catastrophic knee injury. I watched Kobe from the age of 17 when he joined the Los Angeles Lakers. I have been a die-hard Los Angeles Lakers fan for as long as I can remember, dating back to when Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Johnson, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, Michael Cooper, Norm Nixon, all of them played. And I watched Kobe develop from a very talented player to an excellent player who had nothing but heart, who gave his everything every single day that he was on the court, and who really embodied work ethic and was just a great guy. When I found out about it, I was stunned and shocked. I was in my car and I actually could not move for 20 minutes when I heard the news on the radio. And I didn't hear the news until the afternoon, but from my understanding, the crash had occurred early in the morning. And I was immediately in disbelief very sad, devastated, and I have not felt this sad for a long period of time. So I knew that I would need to figure out what I was going to do to not allow myself to fall into a long episode of depression. So I was able to run a couple of errands and get back home but once I turned on the news the tears started to fall and I felt numb and I was just in sheer disbelief and I just became so overwhelmed with sadness that I could not think of much else. I stayed up late. I read as much as I could about exactly what happened. I wanted to know the facts. Knowing that no matter what the facts are, his life as we know it is over. 
and he's not coming back to this earth and neither is his daughter or the other seven victims and I felt like this is just unacceptable what am I going to do how am I going to get through it and this is how depression happens when you suffer from a mental illness and it's very difficult for you to get past how you're feeling. So I wanna to talk to you about what I did to get past the hump. I am still very sad. I went to work late on both days. I just couldn't get myself together. But I wanna to talk to you about some of the steps that I took to get there. So you may be wondering, as I had said earlier, how have I been handling this grief regarding the death of Kobe Bryant? And it's really interesting because it's strange that I feel so much deep grief for a person I never met. But what I've come to realize in listening to all of the news and just reports and everything about Kobe and this tragedy it reminds you that you don't have to meet somebody in person in order to care about them, to love them, to have a deep care and concern for their well-being. And as I have been thinking about Kobe and his family and his death, the more that I read about his life, his character, and his personality, my love for him just grows deeper and deeper. It's just really interesting how when someone is no longer with us, then we, it seems like we go back and reminisce about him. And so I didn't know that he played the piano. I didn't know that he granted over 200 final wishes to terminally ill children. There's just so much more about his character that I didn't know. And the fact that he never went to college and he went straight from high school at Lower Marion to the pros, his wisdom and knowledge was so deep. And I think it's a result of him having lived in Italy and just his upbringing. I mean, speaking six different languages, you know, learning Spanish because he wanted to become fluent in it. He was really a remarkable individual. And it kind of just reminds you about how deep a loss it is. But in order for me to really not, as I said, go down a deep, dark path of depression over this, I decided that I would learn more about him because he was so much more than a basketball player. He was so much more than a champion and a superstar. Um, what he did after basketball in just the two or three years that he's had. I think he retired, if I'm not mistaken, in 2016. So it's been about four years since his retirement. He has actually equaled almost everything that he achieved in basketball, being, um, you know, just retired and living out what his the rest of his dream is. So one of the things that I wanted to do, because I'm a writer, is I just wanted to write about him every day 
and just post that on Facebook just so that it would help me feel better and it may help other people who are also grieving his loss. And, you know, just thinking about the family and how tragic and all of a sudden the death of him and Gigi and the other seven victims, how it just came out of nowhere. And just imagine that now, you know, their beds are empty, their rooms are empty, all their clothes and all of their belongings have been left behind. And it just seems so sad. But, you know, you know, death is a part of life. And I, and I feel like Kobe really took one day at a time and he really didn't waste time. There was something that he said that was so profound. He said to not waste another year of your life. And so for whatever reason, he was really committed to living each and every day almost as if it was his last because he always talked about just being present and just going after your dreams and not delaying. And that's really what the Mamba mentality is all about. It's about doing something when you don't feel like doing it, believing in yourself when other people may not, and just really living your best life. And I can truly say I feel like after reading so much more about Kobe that in 41 short years that we had with him, he really lived his life. His life was a life well lived. And you want to be able to say that at the end of your life. Was it well lived? Did you leave a lasting legacy? Did you leave the world a much better place than, than when it was when you came into the world? Were you about humanity and giving back and helping build people up? I think that's really important. And Kobe actually did talk about what he wanted to be remembered for. And he said that he wanted to be remembered as somebody who did his best to contribute and really lived out and fulfilled out what and fulfilled what he felt his main purpose in life was. And he definitely did that. So just to show you that this is an example of one single incident, the death of Kobe Bryant can actually cause someone with a mental illness to really just decline quickly. So you do have to, again, be proactive when you're dealing with any type of mental illness and you have to almost try to figure out what your game plan is. What are you gonna do to get through it? Because you definitely have to get through it and because you still have to go to work, you still have loved ones, you still have things that you must take care of and you can't allow yourself to just fall apart. And it was hard because for the first two weeks and even still now, and this is going on three weeks, that I have just not been my same, my same self. So I just really encourage you to do what you can to not fall into a deep depression and find five ways that you can help yourself to feel better. Five ways that make you feel better. I'll give you my five and of course, you can definitely use my five, but maybe you can identify five of your own. So the five that I use are, no matter how I'm feeling, if I'm working or not, I make sure that I accomplish a minimum of two goals every day. And those goals can just be getting out of bed, 
paying a bill, walking my dogs, walking to the mailbox, anything like that counts, making your bed counts. So that is something that is intentional and it has to be done every day. And then I listen to upbeat music, music that makes me feel better, puts me in a good mood. I make sure I get some sunlight, some sunshine, sunshine. I make sure that I exercise at least 15 to 20 minutes a day, whether that's walking or swimming or whatever it might be. And then I try to do better with keeping in touch with friends, those people that I know will make me laugh and smile all at the same time. And I also try and think of something that cheers me up, whether it's watching a movie or reading a good book or just praying, all of those things work. So again, you must be proactive in your quest to overcome this debilitating disease that affects millions of people every single year. 800,000 people commit suicide every year. And so this podcast is dedicated to those who suffer from a mental illness but thrive anyway to give you the opportunity to live your best life and to never give up. listening to Breakthrough with Tamara. Remember my website through the eyes of depression.org. You can find me on LinkedIn at Tamara Trotter. You can also find me on Pinterest at TT Mental Health Expert. If you want to help me with this worthwhile work, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com Tamara Trotter. As little as $2 a month can really help me further my cause. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tamara Trotter. Remember, giving up is never an option. You must stay in the game of life and keep on living. It does get better. See you in the next podcast.